For all of you who delight in dread, fantasize about fear, and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie, then go back and find a classic work with similar themes, looking at both similarities and differences. Our goal here is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same from generation to generation, but also to point out how the presentation can change based on the social and political climate of the times. Based on listener feedback, we do include spoilers for the new film. However, we will wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature, and we will let you know before we do so. If you don't wish to hear the spoilers, simply turn it off at that point, and we promise you won't miss anything. We generally assume you guys have already seen the classic film, so there's going to be spoilers pretty much throughout for anything that's been out at least a year. The other thing we may do from time to time is use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and horror movies tend to be R-rated, so you can pretty much expect us to be too. I'm Lance, and with me as always are my co-hosts, uh, Brian and Philip. How's it going, guys? Going pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing all right, man. How y'all? Oh, hectic, man, but, but here. <laughs> yeah, uh, before I get to my cool little week, I just recommend people check out The Magnificent Seven. That movie was super fun. Was it? I wanted to watch it. Yeah. But my cool of the week is actually a pleasant surprise was uh, the first episode of The Exorcist. Oh, come on. (laughs) Yeah, I I was going in this. I thought I was going to hate it, and I didn't. And there was actually some really cool visuals in the movie. There was some creepy things going on. Not going to give it away, but... um, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't seeing the twist happening. I, maybe, maybe other people had seen it, but I thought it was a good twist at the end of the episode. So, um, if it continues on like this, I think the show will be pretty good. Who's who's carrying that one? Is that a network thing? It's on Fox. It's on Fox. Man, I, yeah. I I'm behind on it. I I forgot about it completely. The my not so cool thing is a uh, lethal weapon, which is also on Fox. <laughs> Oh no! I kind of wanted to watch that. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll put it this way: if if it was not a Lethal Weapon TV series, it would it would probably be an all right buddy cop show. Yeah, but they try too hard for you to see them as uh, the Mel Gibson, Danny Glover character, and it it, it does not work. But uh, the Exorcist is my cool, and Lethal Weapon is my not cool. Definitely I, not so cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah, the guy, the the one of the guy who plays Mel Gibson's part in Lethal Weapon, uh, actor named Clay Crawford. Had you guys heard of him before in anything else? I, I, it sounds familiar, but I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah, he he looked familiar to me, and I'm like, who is this guy? Uh, he was in. You, you guys ever seen the TV show uh, Rectify? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, yeah, he he plays the 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 kind of the kind of asshole guy that's. Uh, Married to a lady that's uh, the the main character's kind of they've got kind of like this uh, undercurrent of 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 a relationship going on that they're not really bringing it into fruition, but you can kind of tell there's sparks there and stuff like that. And this guy's just sort of like a sort of like an asshole. He's actually the brother of the of of the guy that's got out of prison. So it's not okay. not a crazy comedy part. No, not really. It's kind of a. It's it, well. It's on. A, I think it's on the Sundance Channel actually. So it's kind of more of an artsy type of TV show. 
Yeah, he he's not horrible on Lethal Weapon. It's just they try to play up that that character Mel Gibson had where he was suicidal. Right. Yeah. And by the end of by the end of the first episode, you just you're you're like, I get it, I get it. He's suicidal. You know, stop constantly. Because I in the, in the movie, you know, Mel Gibson never was like, I want to kill myself all the time. And right? this guy yeah. kept saying it and saying it. I'm like, okay. And then Damon Wayans is the Danny Glover part is complete miscasting right there. Pretty rough, huh? He's Damon Wayans. He's just Damon Wayans. Yeah, you can't get over that, man. Yeah. Uh, In in Living Color. (laughs) All those movies. White white chicks. uh, My my cool week actually was kind of a cop show. I uh, I binge watched uh, Narcos (laughs) on Netflix. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you got to pay way close attention to it because it's got Spanish subtitles for, you know, 60% of the movie. It's uh, okay. Pablo Escobar and his drug smuggling ring. Right. And, uh, man, it's just it's easy to get lost in from episode one. It was It's rare that I find a show that I watch and the first episode I'm like all in and that one I was. Yeah, that's. I mean, people love it, dude. I've. Uh, I think I watched like two episodes. I I couldn't really get into it, but I I think that was more of a function of just having so many other shows going on at the time, you know. Yeah, I'm ready to watch uh, Luke Cage. That's that's my next one. I'm oh trying yeah. To get into. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely definitely looking forward to that. I like all I like all the so far. I like all the Marvel shows pretty well. Yeah, um, I finished I finished up Jessica Jones, and y'all were right, right? man. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Daredevil season two is the is the best so far of everything. So it seems to just be getting better and better. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm ready for the Punisher. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, I heard I heard they're actually uh, pushing that one to come out sooner. So I'm I've been uh, following up with the Fear of the Walking Dead, which is which is pretty cool. But I think I think my cool of the week is a show that I'm I'm catching up on from last year that's going to premiere again. I think it's uh, first week of November. It's uh, on WGN, a, a show called Salem. Have you guys checked that out? Love that show. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for that one, too. Uh, this uh, this second season, I mean, the first season was fantastic, but the second yeah. one, they've got uh, Lucy Lawless in there playing a, a competing witch, so to speak, that's that's competing against the the one who's been running Salem. Although she hasn't really yeah. been running it because their their particular coven works more like a hive. Whereas she's more of just kind of like a royalty or something like that, where I think she's like a, an ancient German witch of some kind. Is that is that what you got out of it from Lawless's character, Brian? Yeah, pretty much. But she's. I feel uh, like that one's been off the air forever. Did they like skip? Oh yeah, one? yeah. I think it's been like about a year and a half. Um, and same okay. thing with Rectify, the one I was talking about earlier. That yeah. one they took about a year and a half too. It seems like a lot of these shows where they have. Um, Pretty big names in them, and they put a, they put seem to put a lot more effort into them. They're not too worried about you know sticking to a particular date. They're more worried about I think getting the show right. You know. Well, that makes yeah, sense. it's it's I, it's it's a well made show. Yeah. Oh, it's it's like watch it's like watching uh, a movie. Every episode is 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 very theatrical. I mean, incredibly yeah. Yeah. well done. No, WGN Network, man, that surprised me. Yeah, yeah and too. they get away with they get away with a lot on that show. Oh boy, do they ever. on TV? <laughs> do they ever? Yeah, like you would think it's it's on Showtime. That's what it. <laughs> yeah, the no production kidding. quality and all that. It <laughs> right. seems like a Showtime show. 
Yes, for sure. So that that's that's my cool of the week. And so, as with every show, it's time to take a little trip to the trailer park. Brian, what's our first new trailer to talk about this week? Okay, we're going to go with Fear, Inc., with, uh, which actually comes out uh, the 21st of this month. Ah, wow, right around the corner. Yeah, this is from director Vincent, I'm going to mess up his last name, Mascali. And it's based off a, a short film that he had made prior to this film. So, um, did you guys get a chance to check this trailer out? I actually did. Yeah. I, I haven't. I haven't seen this one, guys. It looks like it, they're they're trying sort of a little bit different idea. It's like a scream for the modern age. Yeah, they actually they're actually advertising it as a scream meets cabin in the woods. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a horror comedy, pretty much. Ah, okay. Yeah, basically the premise is the this guy wants to be he hears about this company that I guess you call them and you you get put through like scary situations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's bitten off more than he can chew. Like there's some extreme situations going on, but it's it's done in a comedic way though. Right. The show, like the scariest haunted house you can possibly go to. Yeah, See, like this would be some stupid shit that I would do. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're you're living the haunted house. It's happening. Yeah, and it, it's got a pretty much an unknown uh, cast. There's a couple people I recognize in it, but I kind of got. You guys ever seen a movie called uh, Cheap Thrills? I've heard about it. I've I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. Yeah, I kind of. I mean, it's a different premise in Cheap Thrills, but I kind of got the same kind of. You know, there's like some horror things going on, but right. It's 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 a comedy at the same time. So um, that one is uh, due to come out uh, October 21st. And our next trailer is actually uh, a movie I've been hearing about for a while. And the trailer just came out, uh, Passengers, with uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. Yeah, the, I, I really enjoyed that that quite a bit. That trailer looked like uh, some just good old-fashioned science fiction. Yes, this is uh, directed by Morton Tildum, I believe his name is. He did the uh, Imitation Game with Benedict Cumberbatch. Really? Okay. Yeah. Man, that's that's quite a quite a difference from from one type of film to another. Yeah, yeah um, these are two big name people, man. They're probably the two hottest people in Hollywood right now. Right. Yeah, and I, I checked out the um, casting list. Um, Lawrence Fishburne and Andy Garcia are also in this movie. Damn, I noticed I noticed Fishburne in the uh, in the trailer. They definitely got some heavy hitters. It it should be pretty good. It, it's either going to be really good or it's going to be a complete flop. Yeah, what what caught me was I kind of watching the trailer. I kind of felt like uh, Chris Pratt's character. Maybe he purposely woke up Jennifer Lawrence's character. I don't know. That's there was some sort of reason that they were woken up. It was like they're. It, it seems like they're supposed to be in hypersleep or something. And for some reason or another, they don't tell you, but they're awake now. And it's yeah. just these two people on a spaceship. Yeah, I think he said they woke up ninety years too soon and they can't okay. go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it, it was quite a predicament. Welcome to my life, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it it looked, you know, like like you said. Uh, Lance, it, it looks like it's going to be, uh, in my point of view, uh, a really good uh, science fiction movie. What was yeah. up with What was up with that bartender? I mean, it looked like it was a robotic bartender. But did you guys get the impression that that was like a holodeck type thing, or was that just like the way they had recreational areas set up? I think it was more like a recreational. 
especially 90 years too early. It'll be interesting to to see how they explain everything. Yeah, and I like to see I like to see how Jennifer Lawrence is in this movie because you know the Hunger yeah. Games is over. She doesn't want to do X Men no more. So, oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I guess she was bitching about the being in the paint or the whatever. So it, it, I'm I'm interested to see how she is in this movie. Yeah, well yeah. she she did three X Men movies. That's a pretty that's a pretty good run, you know. Yeah, yeah and she's done a ton of other good stuff. I mean, like I said, she's oh, still. For sure. She's still the hot name in Hollywood, and so is Chris Pratt, man. Uh, anything that guy touches is gold. Yeah, you you nailed it, dude. These are like th- this is like the the two it people right now, especially yeah. with Brad Pitt having all his problems with uh, Angelina Jolie <laughs> and everything, huh? Yeah, yeah, and, and Chris Pratt, he was a uh, he was one of the one of the bright spots in Magnificent Seven. I wanted to see a bad. Yeah, no, this is this is off subject, but Denzel was a badass in that movie. Denzel's always a badass. I wanted to see it because of him, too. Him and Chris Pratt. If they weren't in it, I wouldn't really care. Excellent cast, though, all the way around. All, all seven of them, huh? Yeah. And which I, I... We're getting way off topic, but I had found out the, the, the one that plays the Native American character. Right. He's actually from Alaska. Oh, he had, uh Yeah, he had worked up here, and I guess he had quit everything to uh, pursue acting. And this is his first movie he was casted in. But yeah, okay. Passengers, that is coming out December 21st. This uh, Christmas, year. Good old Christmas movie, huh? And our final is a teaser trailer for Annabelle 2. Oh, boy. This is directed by David F. Sandberg, who just directed Lights Out. Okay. And this movie stars Miranda Otto, Stephanie Sigmund, and a bunch of... Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of people in this movie. <laughs> and a bunch of no names. <laughs> yeah. Um this movie's coming out May nineteenth, uh, next year. Um and I saw that trailer on uh when I went to see Blair Witch. Oh really? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, Dude, that's I, I thought it, it was super creepy. I love the teaser trailer. It's just enough to be like <gasps> Oh, that looks creepy. Yeah, <laughs> but and, not and it, not and it had that creepy um, thing that's been I've, I, I swear I've seen it in like three straight trailers the 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 people contorting neck you know their necks popping and stuff like oh, that oh yeah that's, that's always, always the, people moving I'm in not, unnatural ways it creeps me out yeah and I, I like how they didn't they just they just teased enough like you didn't yeah, have to see what's happening to the girl you just you just seen the mother's face they didn't really show it they just showed enough to be like oh shit <laughs> And I'm I'm not going to say this movie is going to be great or anything, but I think with this and Ouija 2, I think they're both going to be way better than the original ones because I, I think they're going away from what they was doing with those movies. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the teaser trailer, man. I think they, they about hit the nail on the head as, as, as best they could with that one. And uh, from what I've uh, read, this is rumored to be a prequel. So yeah, that's what it looks like. Like the uh, like Annabelle is actually the the girl that's sitting there instead of the doll. Oh, wow. Okay, going yeah. that far back, huh? Yeah, yeah, like it's it's Annabelle's mother coming in there and saying, you know, Annabelle, and she's sitting there having a tea party with the creepy ass doll. Wow. And then <laughs> Annabelle's mother holds up a cross, and Annabelle gets yeah. all contorted and weird, and then that's the last you see of her. There's some screaming and shit, and you see this look of horror in her mother's face as she drops the crucifix. 
I don't want, I don't want to see a movie where the doll does nothing for the entire yeah. movie. <laughs> What's the point, huh? Yeah. So I, I'm I'm actually don't want to see another trailer for this. This was perfectly fine right here. The teaser. Yeah. So, so I, you're sold. Yeah, I'm definitely because the first one was shit. All right. And this one is like a completely different direction. Yeah, I th- I was okay with the first movie. I thought it. I mean, it wasn't. Um, it, it you know, it's not gonna go down in the horror hall of fame or anything, but uh, it's worth watching. But like the trailer for this one, just the the job that they did on the teaser, I was like, okay, yeah, you could not have done that any better. Right. And the next one, there's no way it's gonna live up to the teaser. They've built up enough hype. They should just leave it where it is. And I'm checking out the casting. Um, there's an actress that uh, played um, the character Diana, who's from Lights Out, the the woman that's always uh, appearing in the shadows. Okay. She's also in this, and she is not bad looking at all. Ah, all right. And she is known I to play. Seen Lights Out. Was it any good? I I'm supposed to check it out this weekend from. Most people I've heard said it was good. My son actually watched it. He said it was it was boring. It was really? not scary. Yeah, so it looked creepy as shit. But uh, I I might have a review on it uh, next episode. Awesome! I'm looking forward to that. I might have to watch it. Annabelle two May nineteenth next year. That was oh, uh, can't wait. Tra- <laughs> Fucking a year early. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our last trailer. All right. Okay, real quick, I probably should have did this at the beginning. Um, I'd like to say rest in peace to uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis. You guys ever heard of him? Oh, of course, man. The, the godfather of gore? Sure. Oh. Yeah, he passed away at the age of 87 and uh, just wanted to say that he's um, the creator of uh, the splatter subgenre in horror. You know, yeah. a couple of his movies that he did was uh, The Wizard of Gore, Bloodfest, you know. He is definitely the godfather of gore, and, you know, just wanted to say rest in peace to him. Man, I, I didn't know he was that old. I mean, I knew yeah. he, he'd been making film for quite a while, but didn't realize he was he was that advanced in age. Yeah, um, I didn't get the cause of death, but, you know, 87, that's a, you know, that's a long time to yeah. live, so. Uh, probably because he was old. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No complaints, right? <laughs> yeah. And also, not, they don't exactly come as a surprise. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, I want to send our condolences to a friend of the show, uh, Super Marcy. Uh, she recently had a friend pass away. I had put on our Facebook page and our Twitter, there is a link for donations for the family for funeral costs. So if you guys want to check that out, uh, the link is on our uh, various uh, media or social media pages. Oh, actually got it right here. It is paypal.me forward slash donate for Lindsay. Part goes out to him, man. We'll have to check that out. Moving on to our news, uh, there wasn't really a lot of news, so I kind of consolidated into one thing. Um, there's three TV shows coming out. I kind of wanted to read the basically the outline to these shows and just get your guys' opinions. All right. First up, uh, Universal is developing a brand new Alfred Hitchcock anthology series. This is going to be direct. The pilot is going to be directed by Chris Columbus. He, he's known for doing the Home Alone franchise. <laughs> okay. Potter. He's written Gremlins and Goonies. So, uh, all right. Seems, seems, seems like an odd <laughs> choice, but all right. Uh, second show is it. 
TNT, uh, they have the rights to the, you guys ever seen the movie, uh, let the right one in. Oh yeah. I love oh, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have just casted the main vampire. It's, uh, unknown actress, 19 year old Christine Frosa. She is uh, going to be the lead in that show. Oh, interesting. Okay. A, so it is, it is going to still revolve around the same character then. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And our third show News just came out that uh, the fourth Purge movie is going to be a prequel, but writer-director James DeMonico, um, he wants to do a spin-off series, a TV series. (laughs) I thought we were were done with the Purge, man. The trilogy uh, came to a full circle, man. (laughs) Yeah, I think we had talked about it before. I think... We talked about if the show was uh, the movie was, series was going to continue, they would have to do a prequel. Well, there you have it. You call you call that one. And the show seems kind of interesting because it's going to be more about because you never you never get why people are out here doing what they're doing, and this is going to be basically why this person picked up this knife or why did they go get this gun to go kill somebody. So what's what's the motivation, huh? Yeah. Well, you, so guys, my, you guys enjoy that one. Yeah, so, well, I guess I got your answer. Uh, <laughs> out of these three shows, uh, which which one do you guys uh, are most anticipating, I guess? I'll give the most of a chance to let let the right one in, just because I, I enjoyed the the film so much. And I haven't even seen the original. Wasn't the original like yeah. a Swedish Swedish movie? Yeah. Uh, uh, was, it, was it Swedish or was it French? I think it was Swedish. Okay, yeah. I, I, watched, I watched the original first. And then uh, the American version with uh, that chick from uh, Chloe Grace Moranz is in that one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The chick from uh, Hit Girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hit Girl. There you go. So, oh, man, can I, I can I, I just say something real quick? Yeah, the yeah. Fifth Wave was a piece of shit movie. <laughs> I don't I don't know yeah, where huh? I don't know what she's doing right. with her career because she's neither doing these. I feel like, like that was one of those like teenage. Like preteen books. Yeah, I know what you're books. getting at. <laughs> yeah, it. it like, was I don't horrible. know if it was or not, but it seems like it was. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just I had, I watched <laughs> it recently and I kind of didn't understand why I kept watching it. So right, not a fan. No. Nah, well, she did <laughs> go a good ahead. job and let the right one in. I would say, definitely say check that one out, and I'm I'm kind of looking forward to the series. I'll watch that. Hey, so how, okay. so how did the American version compare to the uh, the original, Philip? Uh, man, it was pretty close, pretty and, dead uh, on. Yeah, like w- it, when I watched um, the Returned, that was a, a French show originally, and then they what? did the American version of it because it was so big over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched the French version before the American version on that one. And it was way better. I wasn't very impressed with the American version. On uh, on this one, I thought Chloe Grace did a great job, man. It was it was a good movie. All right, slow news week. That that's pretty good, man. That way we can we can kind of get on to the rest to the rest of the show here because we got a lot to cover still. Um, I think it's probably now time for uh, listener feedback. All right, uh, first order of business. Our co-host Lance was lucky enough to run into. A couple of faithful listeners in Vegas, uh, Robert Anthony Richard and Art from Cali. How'd that go? <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, we, had, we had a good time, man. We had a good time and we, we interacted <laughs> a little bit uh, regarding another podcast that uh, that many of us listen to that, Brian, I know you're familiar with. And oh, yeah. That, that was a lot of fun, too. But uh, 
Yeah, probably next time I do a sounder like that with them, I won't I won't drink quite as much before. <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> or gets recorded for the whole world <laughs> there or you whatever. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, sounds like everybody had a good time. And uh, we'd love to meet as many listeners, listeners as we can. So stay tuned for trips as uh, we may be talk, uh, taking to meet you guys. Uh, including the Texas Frightmare Weekend in May 2017. That should be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Uh, And our friend Patrick Lear from Kansas City, Missouri, has a lot to say over the past couple of weeks. Uh, He says, I'll challenge Phil on his comment about the third movie in a series not being as good as the first two. Uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King is the third, and it's the best movie of the trilogy. (laughs) Disagree. I like the first one the most. Yeah, I like the second. I like the second. <laughs> I like the second too. That's what I was going to say. The Two Towers was probably my favorite. Yeah, but the third film did win the Oscar. Did it? Ah, oh, damn it, Patrick. <laughs> 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 and uh, he also says, uh, "Okay, I thought I'd send you guys my thoughts on Blair Witch." Uh, I wanted to hear what you guys had to say about it. I told Lance I got to see it about a week before it released. Uh, I think Phil and I probably felt about the same. The junks, uh, the jump scares kind of took me out of it, but I did feel it got more intense as the movie went on. I felt his 6.5 was a spot-on rating. Uh, another peeve of mine with the whole found footage style is this. How many people do you know would press the record button on a camera and then spin it around to, uh, to what you're shooting? <laughs> Towards the beginning of the film, this happens almost every scene. <laughs> nobody does that <laughs> testing one two three <laughs> yeah like yeah press the record button look at it and then right. spin it to what you're shooting yeah i guess that makes sense i never really thought about it until he said it but <laughs> won't be able to not think about it now uh so it made it made it feel a bit forced which took me uh took a lot of the realistic feel out of it which is what the whole found footage style is supposed to create uh, i like the director but i just felt some of this could have been less sloppy Plus, again, we have Brian's stupid people in the movie. These <laughs> stupid these people. Dumb, yeah, these dumb fucks. After knowing <laughs> what they would have seen in the footage from his sister's disappearance, still went out in the woods with no preparation, none. <laughs> it's like they got the idea on the fly and said, "Yeah, fuck it, let's go." <laughs> I felt it was an above-average horror movie, but it could have been made a lot better with a few tweaks here and there. Uh, great show on the matter. It was good to hear all your takes. Keep the shows coming. Oh, and I forgot to add, uh, I did think the whole tunnel scene was fantastic. Probably the scariest part of the movie for me. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, thanks, Patrick. I pr- that was a was a hell of a listener feedback, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thanks a lot, man. Uh, and thanks to everyone who reaches out uh, to us. Uh, we love the feedback. As always, you can reach us at our Facebook page or the Podbean page. Um, or you can email us directly at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, we love to hear from everybody. We'll put you on the show if you send some feedback. All right. Yeah, keep them coming, guys. Uh, and now it's it's that time to discuss the week's featured attractions. This week, we visit Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children... We also get our golden ticket to visit Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Uh, so we'll begin, as always, with some uh, some trivia on the first film that we watched, which was the 1971 Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Director Mel Stewart, also known for If It's Tuesday, This Must Be Belgium, and numerous made-for-TV documentaries. 
this is interesting. The writer of the screenplay was actually the same fellow who actually wrote the uh, the book, Roald Dahl. Uh, some of his other books, in case you're not familiar with his writings, include Matilda, James and the Giant Peach, the BFG, and the Fantastic Mr. Fox, among many others. The Chocolate River was made from 150,000 gallons of water, real chocolate, and cream. Because of the cream, it began to spoil, and by the end of the filming, smelled terrible. <laughs> That's something <laughs> I never would have guessed. Well, that and there's a dead kid in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Sammy Davis Jr. expressed an interest in playing Bill, the candy store owner. But the filmmakers deemed it a little too kitschy and declined. Uh, furthermore, Mel Stewart didn't like the idea because he felt the presence of a big star in the candy store scene would break the reality. Nevertheless, the, reality. the candy store song, The Candy Man, became a staple of Davis's stage show for many years. Denise Nickerson's blueberry scene was shot in the middle of the day, leaving a time frame in between takes for lunch. She had to stay in her blueberry costume for that duration and had to be turned turned over several times to keep proper blood circulation. Now that's <laughs> that's suffering for your art right there. <laughs> yeah. So how much better would this have been with Sammy Davis Jr.? Oh dude, you're you're tripping on that. I'll tell you what, why don't why don't you tell us what you thought about the movie and we'll go from there, Phil. <laughs> um man, it's it's definitely a classic. Um I hadn't watched it in years. You know, I used to love it as a kid. But uh my first thought was, why in the hell are we reviewing these movies? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, Gene Wilder passed away, and and Willy Wonka is a class. Uh, it takes a long time for him to get into it, though. The first like forty five minutes in the movie are just Oliver Twist style, <laughs> like musical crap, you know. And I'm like, I was getting bored with it until they got to the Chocolate Factory and Gene Wilder shows up. Right. And saves the entire movie because he's super weird and super creepy. I, I I don't know. I think he makes the whole movie. And then when he starts singing, it's it's a totally different thing. It doesn't feel like a musical anymore. Mm hmm. So, I, it, you know, it took a while to get going, but uh, it's it's still definitely worth a rewatch. It's a classic. Yeah, well, I can I can definitely tell you why we're why we're watching the the movie for the for the podcast is because this is hundred percent a horror movie. I've I've said that from the very beginning. Think so? Uh, oh man, you know the, the, this this movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. The tunnel mm -hmm. scene's pretty creepy. The tunnel scene's and creepy Gene as Wilder's hell, but oh, the the whole the whole thing, man, is just is just morbid. Like you were talking about the dead kid in the river. <laughs> All kidding aside, man. I mean, this in in my opinion, this this movie has has a lot more scary elements in it than you know, say for example, the original Ouija or you know the any <laughs> any of the other the other movies that we've that we've slammed here. You guys remember that that first movie that we saw for the podcast, the one with uh, Kevin Bacon in it? Nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you <forgot> that. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, I mean, the, you, that that tunnel scene alone in Willy Wonka is, has ten times the fear factor that that whole movie had. Okay, hear Absolutely. me, hear me out. What if he uses children in his recipes, and that's why he invited them here? Wow, Bam. that would be a hell. Of a he does not yes. seem concerned in the slightest when they all die. <laughs> you what, man you you remake it with that angle i i think that would be a lot better than the tim burton remake quite frankly I, they sh they should remake it as like a straight up horror film that would be I, really cool i would watch it i totally would watch that 
Well, Brian, Brian, I know you watched this pretty recently, man. What are your thoughts? Had you yeah, seen it before? I, you know, this is a this is a movie I tend to rewatch. You know, frequently. You know, when I was a kid, it was one of my favorites. Right. You know, like you said, you know, for me as a kid, it was complete fantasy movie. You know, it was for the most part, it was someplace you wanted to go. But then the other reason why I really love this movie because there was a lot of scary shit going on. You know, I'm I'm assuming uh, what was her name? Uh, Violet. She got turned into. I'm I'm pretty sure she died too. Yeah, Violet. They had, Violet yeah, they had, yeah, they had to juice her. Right. I'm pretty sure they all died. But, yeah, <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> And they got made into candy. And, the, you know, the, the, the tunnel scene was always scary for me as a kid. Yeah. That, that was, was trippy. A, yeah, right. and I was just going to say it was a complete acid trip. Big time. Yeah. But, and even watching it back and Gene Wilder gets all, like, excited. He's just n- not concerned at all that these people are scared shitless. He's just making it more creepy. Right. <laughs> and I'm I'm going to kind of go away from my dumb people in movie to – assholes in movies because all these oh, adults yeah. in this movie were assholes <laughs> there were the kids it from the, good watching them get what was coming to yeah them, everybody from the parents to his asshole uh charlie bucket's teacher yeah that guy was a complete asshole and <laughs> and i think of- i think this does fit in with our movie our newer movie re- we're going to review because the, these are peculiar children in their own right. So oh, big time. <laughs> but yeah, this this you know, this movie is one of my all time favorites. So I, I like the lesson behind it, where hey, maybe you should do what you're told when they tell you, hey, don't touch that because you're going to get hurt, and then you end up getting hurt and killed. <laughs> but then Charlie and his uncle do the same shit. You know, sure they completely throw away the rules and decide to sneak some some of the bubble soda in and they're just the only ones that happen to survive it yeah and, and you know that's that's also scary too because if they wouldn't have survived they would have been chopped up by some blades right <laughs> well don't forget about the uh the don't forget about the everlasting gobstopper that they tried to get away with yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, and I think that was I was just up. wanting to know what, what that was supposed to taste like, because nobody ever tried it. Well, they have those gob, Gobstopper candies, but they're, all they are is pretty much just like, uh, you know, like hard candy. Um, yeah. It's supposed to be like those, um, oh, I don't know what you call them. They, they, they used to have them a long time ago. Uh, jawbreakers. It's kind of like a jawbreaker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Another thing that's creepy, the Oompa Loompas. Yeah, there was a lot of them. Willy Wonka is a weird dude, man. He's he's not he's like a his his own style of mob boss, man. You don't want to cross that guy. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I've never heard it put that Pablo way. Pablo Escobar would be begging for mercy, right? <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of it was kind of funny to to see that uh, he would have like lollipops growing in the ground all around there and mushrooms and everything and all those different colors. I think there was a little bit more than just candy going on here, guys. <laughs> well, and then every time one of those kids got like sucked into a machine or something, and he was like, "Well, that sucks. I'm gonna blow my little whistle, and my bloopers <laughs> are gonna come take care of it." <laughs> yeah, the they, they would start start doing something they weren't supposed to, and he'd say, "No, stop, don't." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you shouldn't do that. Uh, I guess you're gonna die. Just rolling his eyes <laughs> like these stupid little kids. So what did, what did what did you guys think about the twist at the end there where um 
we found out they were being tested the whole time, and and those those goons actually worked for uh, Willie. I can't remember having seen it the very first time for that to be like a, a a really amazing twist. It's just something maybe that I've always remembered, right. and so I've never really seen it as a twist. It's always yeah. been. That, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with him. I don't ever remember seeing it like, oh, Mr. Slugworth, he works for him. Wow. I didn't see that coming. Really? Yeah. You know, it, it just it just for me, I don't remember like just being like blown away. Like, oh, I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was never never like a Darth Vader moment. It was. <laughs> just, it just it was. That's wrong. the way that it is. Yeah. All right. I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, when I when I was a kid, I didn't I didn't think they I didn't realize they were working for him until the very end there. Well, and see, that's my point, though. I mean, I've I've seen this movie since I was, you know, since before I can remember. So, right. It it, it may have been a shock to me at the time, or maybe I didn't get it at the time. But it's it's been so ingrained into me mm-hmm. that I don't I don't yeah. really see it as a twist anymore. Yeah, and and now I'm thinking about it. Willy Wonka could be like a mob boss because I'm Mr. Slugworth. Here we go. It really does seem like he would be a mob boss's right hand man. Right, and he's making candy he's, with kids in it. That's the secret. Yeah, ingredient. he's over. Why? Mr. Slugworth's over here bribing people and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He set up his little five golden tickets. Oh, that's <laughs> that's that's a population control lottery, is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, <laughs> I had I had never thought of it that way, but yeah, you guys you guys have me thinking now for sure. Brian, did you uh you see any any similarities to this? I don't I don't know if you if you do a lot of reading or if you've heard about any of the uh you know the newest science fiction books, but are you familiar with the next uh film that Spielberg's going to be directing? Uh Ready Player 1? Yeah, Ready Player 1. Are are you have you read have, the book? Are you familiar with I, the, the plot line? I am I have never read the book. I'm kind of familiar with it. Uh that is definitely on the docket to read. If you know about it, I would love to for someone to explain it. Yeah, I, I I have read the book and it's and it's really good. But looking looking back and and watching this this film again, um, they they borrowed really heavily from the from the story here because like you guys are saying, they got you know the five golden tickets and they get to show up and basically this Willy Wonka guy kind of hides from the public and nobody really knows what he looks like or who he is or anything and. Um, don't, the only difference in Ready Player One, and this is this really isn't spoiling much because uh, you find out in the first, you know, fifty pages or so. But uh, a reclusive genius guy that you know set up this fantasy world, kind of like Willy Wonka. There's a lot of similarities, except the fact that he has passed away, and he's he's left a challenge for these people to try to figure out. Um, but I mean, if you, I, I think you'd enjoy it, Brian. It's it's got a lot of similarities to this. And okay. it, obviously, it's going to be a pretty big feature film coming out with you know yeah, Spielberg I, directing. I heard there is a lot of pop culture references in the movie. So is yeah, it kind of like a, a puzzle Da Vinci Code kind of movie? Ah, uh, not really so much that. I guess kind of similar, yeah, but just played in the video game realm. Okay. Yeah, it's I'll pretty cool. That. Spielberg? Um, well, I mean, shit, Spielberg, um, sign me up. But anyway, just kind of an aside, I, I just saw a lot of similarities between this and that, you know, upon rewatch here. Yeah, that is that is definitely uh, something I was going to read, especially when I heard uh, Spielberg was doing a movie. 
All right. So, I mean, this is a, a classic movie. Philip, it doesn't, doesn't sound like it made quite as big of an impact to you. Uh, what, what's your rating? I mean, I think it's I think it's still classic. You know, I've watched this one since I was, like I said, before I can remember. The first time I've seen it in probably 20 years. I'm going to give it an 8. I think it's uh, definitely a necessity that you watch it at some point in your life. If you've never seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, then there's something wrong with your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll give it an eight as well, man. I'm I'm kind of surprised you you rated it that highly, but I think it has it has a lot of staying power. I think it's one of those films that, you know, you you could probably watch around Christmas and you watch it with your kids and then you watch it with your grandkids and it it yeah. never really gets old, you know. Yeah, it just takes it a minute to get into it. I mean, once it gets into it, it's 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 great. It's so spectacular. Yeah, it just it, it just takes it so long to get there. I mean, I, I the beginning is a little bit slow. You're you're right about that, but I mean, I think that it's I think it's deserved. I think it needs to be there to kind of show you yeah. you know what leads up oh, to yeah, this, yeah, yeah. especially the Definitely. disappointment part early on with Charlie and everything, and then he does finally decide yeah. he gets to go. And I don't know. I, I thought it was just a really well made movie. What'd you think, Brian? Yeah, I I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'll give it a little bit higher. I give it an eight point five. Wow. Um, this is a movie. Like I said before, I. I, I rewatch it quite a bit. You know, my kids love it. My six-year-old, she loves it, which she, for some reason she's not creeped out by anything in the movie. Is, uh, <laughs> but uh, I was recently talking to somebody about, you know, what is your top 20 favorite movies? And, you know, this, this actually might make my list, which, yeah. uh, you know, I, yeah, it's kind of hard because, you know, wow. when you talk about top 20 movies, you know, I, for me personally, I watch so many movies you know, my list can change, you know, yeah. from one conversation to the next, you know, this, you know, I, I could still watch this movie. If, if my daughters wanted to watch it again, you know, I would have no problem putting it on. I would sit there and watch the whole thing. I, my kids are actually gone right now. And I, I'm, I'm really super excited for them to come back home. I, they're just gone for the weekend. They're not like gone, gone, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I'm super excited for them to come back home. And I kind of want to watch this with them. And uh, and see how they and see how they do. I mean, they're five and three, so yeah, uh, I think I think five year old would get it. Yeah, kids say interesting. You know, at me as a kid, I thought snozberries was a real thing. <laughs> now, <laughs> one of the best you... lines in the movies. There's there's two best lines in this movie for me. One of them is snozberries tastes like snozberries because the Super Troopers is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and we're at the end of it when he's like, no. You loose, you get nothing. I <laughs> <laughs> love that line. Yeah, did you guys hear the backstory about the 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 urban legend or whether it's true or not about the the secret meaning of the snozberries and licking the wallpaper and everything? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Apparently that's some sort of that's a uh, in some circles snozberry snoz- or snozberry is a uh, is another word for penis. Oh, <laughs> I mean, look it up, man. It's right there. It's, <laughs> go to go to Snopes.com. I guarantee you, it's in there. Yeah, look, it up, look it up right now, guys. Come on, I'm not bullshitting you. I'll take your word for it. Nobody's ever heard that, huh? No. <laughs> Damn it, that's gonna be. Fun. You know what? I, if, I, if there's any listeners that heard of that, I would like someone else to say that they've heard of that. First thing that came up in Google was the filthiest joke ever hidden in a children's movie. 
Oh no! And it, and it goes into yeah, it goes into detail. Lick an orange, it tastes like orange. <laughs> Snozberries taste like snozberries. You're you're changing this movie for me right now. <laughs> well, at least it's after you saw it. <laughs> oh no! Does that mean Willy Wonka is a pedophile? <laughs> hey, that could add another. That could add a whole other layer. Oh, to the, right. The fear, Not only huh? does he kill him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think it's time to move on, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, our our feature film, the new feature film this week is Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Director Tim Merton, who ironically directed a remake of our first film reviewed. Now, what what did you on an aside? What did you guys think about the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie that he did? Hated it. <laughs> Horrible. Okay. It's horrible. You you agree, Philip? Oh yeah, dude, it was right. awful. Yeah, one of one of his worst ever. I I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I wish him and Johnny Depp I, I really would stop like doing Johnny movies Depp. together. I hate. I, I do, want them to stop doing movies together. Do, do what, Brian? I want them to stop doing movies together. Who's that? I think that they should. Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. I just want them yep. to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Dark Shadows was horrible too, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It really was. <laughs> uh, any anyone listening, uh, I think certainly knows his other works. You know, Tim Burton's yeah. been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, now th- this is interesting. The writer was Jane Goldman. I I really hadn't heard of her as such, but she's known for a lot of really good movies lately. She did. Uh, she wrote the screenplay for Kingsman: The Secret Service. Uh, oh, I think she did uh, X Men: First Class as well as Days of Future Past, and she also wrote Kick Ass. I mm. liked all of those. I, all of the above, man, for yes, sure, absolutely. Uh, Tim Burton aimed to use as little visual effects as possible. He said it was nice to shoot on location to be connected to a place in geography while having people actually floating as opposed to doing it all digitally. So that's very well uh, appreciated, Mr. Burton, for sure. Um, Based off the very popular novel of the same name by Arthur Ransom Riggs, he has released three books in the series. The sequel to the first book is called Hollow City, and it's followed by Library of Souls, which are both now available. And this marks the 11th collaboration between costume designer Colleen Atwood and Tim Burton. Uh, Brian, uh, you want to get things started here with this one? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like this is a return for Tim Burton. You know, uh, the, there's been a couple movies he's did that were just horrible. But I, I really like I like the weirdness of his movies and, I, I you know, the quirkiness. Yep. And yeah. I, I thought this was a return to that. I really I, I liked all the peculiar children in it, you know, all their their little abilities, you know, and I, I I don't know what it is about Ava Green, but there's something about her. I will watch anything she's in. <laughs> she's pretty awesome. I, I I don't know what it is. She's she's really sexy to me and I've seen yeah. movies where she's looking totally crazy and I'm like, you know, you're still sexy to me. If you're out there, <laughs> Eva Green, you're sexy. <laughs> but um right now i hope so um i had a lot of fun with this movie and um like i said uh i i, I hope this is a good thing to come for tim burton yeah we can only hope right yeah philip you, you saw this pretty recently right like today or something like that uh yeah i saw it last night um man i thought it should have been called uh you know, children with really shitty powers, <laughs> <laughs> like like the C like the C class of the X Men, huh? 
Yeah, they are. They are definitely no X Men. Of course, that's probably why they're stuck in a time loop, right? <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I think it was it was it definitely had Tim Burton all over it. It was uh, very obviously him. I I I think it was entertaining. I, you know, it's not as is it's not as classic as some of his other stuff, and I don't think it's going to go down as one of his best. But it's definitely not going to go down as one of his worst. You know, I, I thought it was entertaining uh, and definitely worth a watch. Uh, but yeah, some of those, some of some of the, I, if you, if you're going to show a movie with a bunch of people with powers, I, I bet the book was a lot better. Their powers were kind of shitty. Like one girl had a fucking mouth on the back of her head. That's not a power. You're just, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can eat came, chicken from the back of your head. It, it came in handy later on. It did, didn't no, it? No, it didn't. They totally forced that. <laughs> I was right, waiting the whole movie. I'm like, what is this chick going to do? <laughs> All right, Philip, fair enough. Anyway. But no, I, 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 thought, I thought it was entertaining. Um, you know, I'm not going to give it a glowing review, but I, I think it was worth watching. I th- I, it was fun. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie, um, especially since I went in with really low expectations, considering some of the crap that Tim Burton has given us recently. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've talked about a couple of them, but, I mean, can you, can you guys think of what his last really good film was? I mean, it's certainly been a while, right? Have you guys ever seen uh, Big Big Eyes? I didn't like it. Okay, I have not seen that one. I, and I didn't I, care for it at all, man. I thought it okay. was really boring and self-absorbed. Like Twenty or thirty minutes of it, or so. Yeah, and that was the impression that I got. Very self-absorbed, self-absorbed, and self-absorbed. Yeah, I, I, I don't even think I finished the movie. Oh, uh, that's that's a good question then, because I don't know. I mean, I recently just watched uh, Sleepy Hollow. I, well, I really like Sleepy Hollow. I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't even care for that that much, and that was. Yeah. You know what? Sixteen years ago, or something. See, and I, uh, Johnny Depp gets a lot of shit, you know. But uh, I, I, I typically like him as an actor, you know. He's he's done some some real stinkers with uh, with Tim Burton. I mean, I know he works with him on a lot of movies and really closely because they're both super quirky and weird. But uh, and he's done some really good stuff with him, and he's done some really bad stuff with him. I thought Sleepy Hollow was cool. But yeah, you're yeah, right. The, I, I, the last one was bad. Yeah, I can't remember. Place my finger on what was the last. I'm probably a uh, big fish for me. Oh, that was <clears throat> lot. A lot of people really love that one. I, I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan. I think I was kind of disappointed. I just expected more out of it. It's not one of my favorite movies, but uh, I, I thought it was definitely worth watching. It was. I, I liked Big Fish a lot. Well, I'm I'm going to agree with uh, with Brian. I think who said that it, this this movie seems to be bringing him back to form a little bit. Um, yeah. You've got you know the odd eccentricities and and really really great cinematography and really cool quirky characters. Um, but I think they're actually done right, and I don't think anybody squeezes anybody else off the stage the way you know or the screen I should say the way that I, I in my opinion Depp tends to do and and some of the other people that he acts with. Samuel L. Jackson can tend to go a little bit over the top, but I think he, 
I think he he really just kept to his character really well in this one, and I really enjoyed watching him. I, I think he did a good job. And speaking of Kingsman, yeah. which we talked about earlier, he reminded me a lot of his role in in the Kingsman movie. In this, yeah, he did actually. I thought mm-hmm. he did a really good job in this one. And I'm, you know what? I'm glad they cast Ava Green instead. Oh of God, yes, that chick from Flat, from uh, Fight Club. Oh, and, and uh, Helena Bonham Carter, I think her the name one is. that he casts in every movie every that he day. does. Uh, yeah, isn't that his girlfriend or wife or something? I thought it was. Yeah, maybe it's his wife. Yeah, he, he's de- he's definitely taken a step up uh, ca- casting Eva Green. I, every, everything she's in, man, she is just hot. I don't know what it is about her. The first time I saw her, uh, there was some. I think it was like a. I know it wasn't called Excalibur. It might have been called Camelot or something, but it was a Showtime series oh, yeah. that un- unfortunately it only went one season. But she played uh, Morgana in that, and and boy was she smoking, man! Um, Sin City. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. Both of them, right? Wasn't she yes. in the first one and the uh, second one? She was in the second one. Ah, okay, yeah. all right. She's all, she's fantastic on. She was fantastic on Penny Dreadful. Yeah, I haven't got haven't got oh, around to seeing that yet. Dreadful trick. And I, then I, uh, yeah. also, she has a fight slash sex scene in uh, the sequel to Three Hundred. So, oh, oh, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 was her. Interesting. I will say this. Um, yeah, I don't know about you guys. I thought maybe the first ten or fifteen minutes of this movie were pretty slow. Agreed. You know, maybe maybe not what Philip would say, Willy Wonka, beginning slow. But I thought it, I thought it took a little bit to get going, and then once they got to Wales, I mean, there were a couple things that I saw coming that uh, you know we'll we'll get more into in the spoiler section when we get to that. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, I thought that it was a pretty well written little story, and I'm sure it was a great book. And I think he did a great job of, of putting it to screen. I think that this uh, screenwriter he works with, obviously she knows her stuff. She's written some really good, some of our favorite films of the last couple of years. Um, so I, th- I think it was a pretty good home run. I, the, 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 the actors were, were good in it. I didn't have complaints about anyone. Uh, it was kind of weird hearing Chris O'Dowd instead of his usual Irish brogue talking with uh, like a, I don't know, was that like a, some kind of yeah. a California beach bum accent or something? Yeah. He, he, yeah. he, he wouldn't, I, like, I, I really liked that guy and he wasn't quite pulling it off for me. Yeah. He was, he was the only one that I thought didn't, didn't do a super job in it, but you know, for the most part, and, and I really, I, I think I got more into it in the, in the last half hour, you know, like the last act of it. When they started yeah. doing the battle and everything like that, which we'll get Definitely. into later, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. So, dude, the bad guys were creepy as hell. That they were, yes. man. That they were. I'll, I'll give him that, man. And this this was definitely Denver straight up horror. This was definitely guy. straight up horror movie, right? Yeah, there was it, there was a, there was quite a few uh, horror elements in this movie. <laughs> it's, it's got horror elements, but it's yeah, no, this is it. It it was very Harry Potterish to me. How about how about dark fantasy? Would you go for that? Yeah, uh, yeah, that that makes sense. Well, a lot of a lot of Tim Burton movies are dark fantasy. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah. Dark fantasy. That's that's pretty head on, but you can tell that that it was that it was from one of those like a uh, teen science fiction books. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Def- definitely for a for a younger audience. You know. Yeah, but I will fun. I will tell you this. And th- this was my thought coming out of the movie is that I'm I'm just damn glad that movies like this are being made 
because I think that instead of force feeding kids a lot of the garbage that a lot of the children's movies and Twilight and stuff like that is, I, I think this at least, you know, in my opinion, watching it had some some actual horrific elements in it and some really dark elements. Um, you know, the kid the kid who had the special skill of of, of putting the dolls together, kind of like the kind of like the character in uh, Toy Story that wore the t shirt with a skull on it. Yeah, yeah, that was actually my first thought when I saw him. I was like, oh my god, this is that kid from Toy Story, and he's just a good guy. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm just glad that people are willing to go out on a limb and, and make a movie like this and, yeah. and behind it and, and and spend big bucks to make it, you know? Well, you know, if you're if you're going to rip off an idea and, and, and do a movie, it better be from, uh, you know, a book and from a movie that somebody hasn't seen before instead of, going back and just remaking all of the classic movies because that seems to be the only ones that really survive anymore is the remakes. Yeah. And from, from what I've uh, just checked online, you know, it's, it's probably going to win the weekend at the box office. So, Oh, cool. That's, that, that's, that's not expected. I really frankly left thinking, I'm sure glad the movie got made. I'm, I'm glad that my kids and grandkids get a chance to watch something like this instead of, you know, the drivel, that they're jamming down our throats. But at the same time, uh, I'll bet it's not going to do very well, but it'll probably be a cult classic later. But you're, you're saying it, it might have a pretty good opening weekend. That's good. Well, you guys ready for ratings before we go into uh, spoiler territory? Yeah. All right. I, I can't remember who, uh, who started this time. Was it, uh, was it you, Brian? Um, I don't know. I don't, but I'll go ahead and give my rating. <laughs> I give it a, uh, Hmm. I want to give it a seven, but I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna give it a six point five. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's like uh, I I don't know who mentioned earlier, but basically, it's it's not his best, but it's definitely not his worst. Cool. So definitely I, more more good than bad. Yeah, definitely a step in the right direction for Tim Burton. Man, I'm I'm gonna go and and say pretty much exactly the same thing that you just said. Because I, you know, I wanted to give it a little higher, uh, and I struggled with, you know, what to give this movie because it was, it, if you don't think about reviewing it and you go in there and you just watch the movie, you had a fun time, man. It was, it was worth watching. Uh, I'm gonna say six point five. Also, um, I think that Tim Burton can do better, but uh, it was definitely, uh, it was, it was fun. I think he did the book justice. I think uh, he did him his his own name justice, and uh, it, it's it's definitely a step up. It's kind of um, like the it's kind of like the Suicide Squad of Tim Burton movies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's not it go was, there. Yeah, it was I'll fun, it, but I'll when you really it, think about it, right? Yeah, because it was you know Suicide Suicide Squad was really fun to watch. I mean, if you want to get really overly critical about it, then you can tear it to little bits. Right. But you know, it was it was it was a fun movie to go see. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, twist it from what we normally do a little bit here because I'm usually the low the low man on the totem pole with the with the ratings, but I'm I'm going a little higher this time. I'm I'm going seven point five. Oh wow! And uh, I really think this could be Tim Burton's return to form, and I I hope it is. But uh, well, I'm sure there's going to be sequels. Does does this give you hope for uh, uh, Beetlejuice 2? 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I mean, Beetle, Beetlejuice 2, I think, might have been a good idea a couple of years after the first one came out, but I don't know how well it's going gonna, it's gonna to do now. Because I think uh, recently, I think uh, Michael Keaton kind of killed the sequel talk. Because uh, uh, he was, everybody was all in, and then I, I believe, I don't know if, if it was recently, but I think he said, uh, as far as he knows, it's not happening anymore. Oh no! I, I thought so too, man. But it, it's still it's still showing up on on uh, IMDb, or at least it was the last time I looked. I think without Mike and Ke- without Michael Keaton is dead, right? Yeah, because originally it was said they're not doing it without him, and then he was in, and I don't know if something happened, or maybe maybe they're just trying to kind of strike up talk about the movie to see if people are still interested. Or, I don't <laughs> know. What they do, man. Well, so what? So what? Do, what do you guys think if Keaton wasn't in? Who? Who would you guys pick to play Beetlejuice? Uh, I wouldn't. Even, even, yeah, call that shit off. There's no. Yeah, chance. I don't. I don't even want <laughs> them to do it. it. Not even. Not even going to try to go there, huh? Nope. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is another uh, fucking spoiler. First spoiler that I want to talk about is probably one of the one of the main points of the whole story and something that I didn't really expect going into this movie because I read as little about it as possible uh, before going in. I kind of wanted to be surprised. I knew I knew it kind of had like an X Men feel to it, kind of like uh, Charles Xavier's school, and I knew that it was based on young adult books, and I knew that it was directed by Tim Burton, but that was about it. Um, I definitely didn't see the time loop thing coming, and I do think there were a couple of plot holes, as you guys kind of alluded to earlier. They, you know, you just watch it and enjoy it, and don't really think too much about it. But what did you guys think about the whole time loop thing? I was, I was think it was clever. Ahead. You think it was? Uh, I liked it. I was surprised because when I had seen the trailer, I kind of I from the way everybody was dressed, I thought this was in a different time period than it actually really was. Right. So it, it was a, it was a pleasant surprise to me. I, I liked it. Did you think it carried uh, it carried water as far as you know being logical the way that they put it together and the way she had to keep she had to watch her. I was wondering why was she watching that pocket watch so closely and so worried about everybody being yeah, the, you know the, right the on only, time and everything. The only thing I really didn't understand she couldn't create another time loop. You had to stay within the the bombing of the house. I don't know, uh, Philip. Did you figure that one out? I, I know they said that it was kind of an emergency, and because the, in order in order to save their lives, she kind of had to do a real impromptu, you know, time loop, like on not the most ideal of days to do it. Yeah, they said they said you know normally it would be in in a perfect day, and then in this one in particular, it's not um, because uh, of the bombing. A which seems like if she's going to have to stop it and rewind it every day. Maybe you wouldn't want to do it within seconds of a bomb hitting your house. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and uh, time might have been a little off on that one, huh? And then uh, the the fact that she has to go out and kill this invisible gigantic monster every day, and she just oh, not, you know. Not only that, they they reference she on more than one occasion had to kill the people from the pub. Yeah. Uh, or the no, I thought it was the cops that showed up. Oh, you. I mean, whoever. I mean, like right. constantly have to kill these people. Mm. I think it. I don't know. I just felt like maybe she could have made another time loop. Right. <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah, she kind of kind of turned it into Groundhog Day on steroids, huh? 
That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're going to live the same day over and over and over again, it's going to turn into Groundhog Day. It, I mean, shit's going to get old real quick. Right. And yeah. how are all of these kids with these supernatural abilities just totally okay with living the same day over and over and over and over and over again? It would drive me yeah. crazy. Yeah, that that was probably one thing I didn't like because it kind of seemed like I mean they were when he when I forgot what the boy's name Jack is that his name uh huh or Jake 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 okay, okay yeah well the main the main kid when he showed up you know I, I how they were so eager for him to stay because they wanted a new friend ah mm-hmm. that's right that was the only thing that they did I expected for you know they're what they've been living the same time loop since nineteen forty three. And yeah, just, that's, got, that's got really, to be a drag, man. Yeah, they didn't really seem too bummed out about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, you well, could tell kind of toward the end of the movie, there was a part where you could tell it was really starting to wear on uh, Emma. She said something about it. I don't remember the exact line she used, but you could tell she was, it was kind of like hell on earth having to go through the same thing over and over again. And to me, I mean, to me, it seems like that's what it would be. You know, that, that doesn't sound like, it's not like the best thing that ever happened to him is toward the end when they got to actually go over and, and get on a different loop finally, you know? Yeah. It was a different adventure, you know? Yeah. It, at last, at last. <laughs> and why, why, why keep these peculiar children? As kids the whole time, you know, right, you know, wait until they're at least have learned enough to be uh, evolved and 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 more useful. So you don't have to just take care of them. Yeah, it kind of kind of reminds me of Kirsten Dirt's character in uh, uh, Interview of the Vampire, where she could never Mm -hmm. get older than at one age. That's what that's what I kept thinking about when I was watching this. Mm hmm. (laughs) But the only difference is in that movie, you can tell as the years went by, she was a little bit older than what she seemed. Well, sure, sure. But in this one, it just kind of seemed like they were just kids. Yeah, I guess. Right. I guess so. I mean, it looked like there even could have been some stuff going on behind closed doors that we didn't know about. Yeah. Even though they've been living for like probably thousands of years in the same little time loop. Yeah, they still act like children. Yeah. Oh, and back to you said the girl that had the mouth behind her head had the most useful ability mm-hmm. or, or useless. I mean, yeah, I, I felt like the boy with the basically he was a human projector project his dreams. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. I mean, what what, what was he trying to do against Sam Jackson at the end? Right. <laughs> Didn't do much good. I'm going to blind you with my eyeball, <laughs> which you like to eat. So maybe it's probably not the best idea. Yeah. <laughs> so what? So I, what did you? What did you guys think? You you know it's my favorite part of the movie. But what did you guys think about that uh, that battle scene at the end there on the on the boardwalk? At first, I didn't know what was going on because I totally forgot that Sam Jackson and his friend. Uh, I totally forgot the others had right. were basically they were peculiars themselves. Mm-hmm. But um, when they started using their powers, that's when I started really getting into it because the one guy oh, yeah. was able to freeze things. And then the I'm assuming the chick was some kind of monkey chick. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a rat. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I really dug the because I, I, I was waiting to see what the twins was, what their whole thing was. Yeah. Yeah, and me too. I, yeah, I was I, I kept wondering, okay, why are they wearing these masks? I mean, they're super yeah, for, little kids. But yeah, for a second there, I thought we were just going to. 
Yeah, I <laughs> thought we were just not going to find out what their deal was. I, I, I really like their little power there. The basically like uh, Medusa. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that then was like once cool. they used it, I'm like, why haven't you done this before? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed watching it. It reminded me of the old Ray Harryhausen stuff when we saw, got to see the skeletons and the hollows fighting each other. I thought that was cool. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And I and I liked the way they walked into that super creepy fun house to get to the uh, to the other time zone or the other uh, time. Now, who set that one? Was that the bad guys that set that time loop? Uh, I think it was the the older the older lady that showed up to oh, that time. Judy Dench. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Damn. I believe that was hers. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Samuel L. Jackson's group, they weren't really setting and creating things so much as just going and like taking advantage of something that was already there and, and eating and feasting, right? Yeah. They were like the uh, the tall man or the slender man or whatever. Oh, man, that was creepy, huh? Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it, I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't remember that story as a child, but I feel like it's a, it's, it's a children's story horror story now right the tall man or slender man or whatever sure Mm -hmm. and uh man i i think that they were creepy as shit in this one even with the skeletons fighting them and covered in cotton candy and all comical they were super creepy right yeah i would i would love to see tim burton just do a straight up horror movie i would too i don't think that he will i think that he has to keep that quirkiness yeah. Um, yeah, that doesn't seem to be in his wheelhouse at all. Yeah, but if he if he was to do a straight up horror movie, I think he he could do it. I mean, I, I just just once just tried. I mean, he tried to make a Planet of the Apes movie. Oh, so jeez, I mean, let's not go there. <laughs> so at least give give horror. Which give one, one was horror that? Movie. Who? Wait, wait. Mark Wahlberg. No, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, was that the Mark Wahlberg? That was Tim Burton. It sure yeah. was. Yeah, Tim oh, Tim Roth, I think, was the main villain, wasn't he? I think so, and he completely tried to change the ending from the original one. You know, it sucks <laughs> because James Franco was in the one that was really awesome. <laughs> that guy, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was a really good movie, though. Well, speaking yeah. on that, we uh, we might get a trailer for the new one next week. Uh, Dude, I'm a fan. The new Apes movie? Yeah. Oh man, I didn't know they were they were still making them. Yeah, from what I heard, this one is just going to be pretty much an all-out war movie. Oh, that'll be great, man. Who's directing it? Do you have any idea? I uh, have no clue, but if it comes out, we'll definitely have some information on that. Big time, cool. Well, any other uh, spoilers you guys want to talk about on this one? Um, the only thing I would like to say is I'm glad I was. For some reason, I thought Johnny Depp was going to pop up somewhere oh, in this movie. Geez. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that he didn't do his traditional casting. I think that, uh, like, I don't know who this kid is, but it, he was in another one of the uh, previews. Uh, the one where he's in, he's from Mars or something. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, what is his name? Asa Butterfield is his name. I think maybe he's he's going to be the new. Um, lead male kid actor and yeah he was a lot of stuff yeah he was previously the only thing i've seen him in really he was in that movie and uh ender's game yeah oh was that him yeah i believe that was him that movie sucked i thought (laughs) (laughs) i didn't didn't care for it it did i know it didn't get a lot of a lot of play 
I heard I heard a lot of good a lot of uh, good things said about this kid though. Yeah. He seems like he's uh seems like he's all right, man. He's headed in the right direction. He's he's probably going to be the next big thing. Yeah, he did a really he did a really good job. I'm checking out pictures on Facebook of uh Ammon's Ammon's yard, the Halloween decorations he did. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they definitely beat us. <laughs> we, I was pretty happy with what we did, but he's he's knocked it out of the park on some of these. Yeah, Ammon Ammon gets pretty serious every year. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. All right, so uh, oh, what uh, one last thing? What you guys think about the very very end of the movie where he was um, had to go to all those different places and find different loops to find his way back to? Uh, to was that supposed to be him older or something? Yeah, 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 it was him a little bit older. It looked like oh, okay. I thought they did I mean, a pretty I, good job with that. I thought that was a nice twist there. Yeah, that was fine. I, I like how they explained that he just didn't stumble upon the loop. You know right. what? He had to go through here to here to here. You know. Yeah, like he he had to work for it to get back to his love, which was yeah. a little weird because it's the same love that his grandpa had. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, he he but, his, his grandpa missed out so. Yeah, no, that's that's his problem. <laughs> well, snooze, you lose, Gramps. Le- at least he was able to go back and save him, right? Yeah. yeah. As always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news, reviews, and interviews, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash thehorrorreturns and follow us on Twitter at at horror underscore returns you can find us on podbean at thehorrorreturns.podbean.com and look for us on itunes if you like what you hear please rate us and review us so we can get those numbers up continue to bring you bigger and better stuff next week we will be reviewing phantasm ravager as well as the original phantasm film we're also going to sneak that uh tony todd uh extra episode in that we recorded a few weeks back we Meant to do it last week, but did not. Uh, we're not able to get the editing done and get it up. So we'll have that out for you guys sometime this week as well. So until the horror returns again, good, good. night. <laughs>